Welcome back to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. I'm Umbreen Khan. This week, we're taking a closer look at the ecosystem of partners and organizations working to address hunger and to help those in need. In many communities, faith-based organizations are not only a one-stop shop to find support when you're looking for help, but they're also a place for folks who want to help. And it's often not limited to one issue. Long before the stories about inflation or the influx of refugees in the greater D.C. area, the Adventist Community Services was always ready to stand up and help. They operate out of a small, nondescript building nestled between a series of multifamily apartment buildings. To the side of its operating headquarters, which is quite small, there is a parking lot. And it's where I found Ken Flemmer. He's tall and he's tanned. A sign of lots of days spent standing in the hot sun, greeting visitors and helping volunteers, which is where I found him. I was born and raised in North Dakota, of oh. all places. <laughs> a lot of German immigrants uh, that settled in the, in the central plains there. So we learned how to work hard, so I'm not afraid of work. <laughs> when you're a farmer in that setting, in North Dakota, you've got three months to make 12 months of living. And that leaves you pretty focused and able to think strategically. What do I need to do today so I'm going to be where I need to be two weeks from now, two months from now? Because if you're not, I may want to go swimming, but if I don't do this, I might be hungry come January. And that agriculture biological thinking uh, has had a huge influence on, on my career. And, and how did faith play into that? How did the Seventh-day Adventist community life, what did it look like back then in North Dakota? <laughs> um, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, little town with a German name, Leer, which in German means empty, and that's exactly what it was, an empty little community. Um, but it had profound influence on me and my first job outside of working on the farm, you know, at the grocer in town. I've always, even in before college, was thinking about someday I'm going to live overseas. Towards the end of my college days, I got an opportunity, and my wife and I went to Japan, taught English. And from there, we went to Liberia, West Africa, taught in a high school. It was hard some days, but at least we were giving them a solid foundation, and they took and built on that foundation. And what organization was that with? That was Seventh-day Adventist Mission School in, in Liberia. And then later on, I went uh, out to Asia and was the Asia Regional Director for Avenist Relief Agency. Have you been following the plight of religious minorities as well, trying to leave Afghanistan? Uh, not so much. I, I've kind of unplugged myself of some of those global issues right. and, and plugged myself in here because this is what's important to me right now, to be able to navigate effectively here. Uh, I'm leaving that to others. Well, I appreciate talking with you. I appreciate hearing that backstory. And I see you've got someone here who's just pulled up looking and trying to figure out where they need to go. And I'll go help them. Thank you so much, Sure, thing, Sure. And for the clothing, I think they're splitting it by gender and um, age. Also the toys, I think they're doing the same thing. And are these all designated for Afghan? Yes, um, they're all, this whole 
thing as Afghan refugees, I believe. Wow. Yeah. And how quickly did all of this come in? I'm not, this is my first day. This is her second day. But she said there's trucks come, like, throughout the day, like, one every hour, basically. Like, we just emptied this U-Haul, actually, so... Yeah, this. my friend has a hair salon in Maryland. Yeah. She's opened up her salon for donations, and she's bringing bandfuls by the week. Wow. Are you surprised by the generosity and the response? Um, in this community, yes, but, you know, it's very heartwarming to see either way. Um, it's nice that we can grab the community together. We're from Virginia, so, you know, it's not just Maryland. And why did you feel like you needed to come out? Um, you know, I wasn't in the States throughout the whole pandemic, and I was watching our uh, country go into shambles, and I couldn't do anything. But when I saw this, you know, I thought I could do something to help the community and give back. And what about you? How long have you been volunteering? Today's your first day? Yeah, today's my first day. She just dragged, not dragged me, but I happily came with her. And do either of you belong to a faith community? Are you part of a faith community? In mm, not necessarily. I mean, I'm... No, no, judgment. Yeah. no, no, I'm Catholic, but, you know, I'm not really part of any community. Sure. Yeah. Sure. How's yeah. it feeling so far? It feels good. I mean, it's a hot day, but it feels good to help out. And, it is a hot day. I'm going to yeah. let you guys get back to okay. it. Thank you so much Thank for you. talking to me. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. Mine. How are mine. you? Mine. Good. Mine. How are you? Mine. Mine. You guys volunteering to help? Yes. How old are you? Um, I'm 11 years old. Uh, I'm also 11. I'm also 11. Yeah. But you're here helping to do what? Um, helping to donate to people that might need some help. We're giving um diapers usually. We give diapers to women uh for their babies or men. And also, we're packing up toys for kids right now. Do you, do you know who it's going to go to? Um, we're donating to kids who don't have a lot of toys. So this is, I, I'm boxing for kids 4 to 10 years old. Got it. Uh, how, does it feel, how does it feel to be doing this? It's fun. When I give toys to little kids, when they, put a, when they get a smile on their face, it's very fun. Yeah, it, it, I think it also really helps because we also give away food bags and pad bags and stuff to do laundry and dishes and toys and blankets and toilet paper. How did you guys find out about this? Uh, she told me about it, so I'm joining today. Yeah. She also told me about it, and I've, I've done it for about two weeks now. And how did you find out about it? You seem to be the source um, of all volunteering. It started like me trying to get some social learning hours where you have to help the community to graduate high school, which is a really good thing that the community should do. And then I really like this place, so I came back, and I've been doing it for weeks now. Thank you guys for talking to me. I'll let you get back to work. So where are you from? Which channel? Can I have this? I am from a public radio program called Inspired. It's produced by Interfaith Voices. We explore the way beliefs shape our world. Have you been a longtime volunteer here? 17 years. Tell me your name. Joyce Simons. Joyce, tell me, is this what draws you to coming to the Adventist Community Center? The Lord. <laughs> he really does, because he gives me the energy to want to get up in the morning to come and help people. That is my dream, to help seniors and youth. And are you a member of any of the faith communities in the area? I'm a Baptist. But, you know, religion doesn't matter. You know, it's from the heart of what you do makes the difference. This outpouring of support, have you seen this kind of support before? You've been coming for 17 years. When my boss, Ken Flemmer, puts a notice out to people, 
people react. We have had a fire several years ago, and we put out a notice, and oh my God, it's, it was just like this. Everybody just came to our rescue. We had containers filled full of diapers and clothing, and, and we would set it out here in the parking lot and have the people that was in the fire come and walk down and pick up what they needed. And oh, it's just so overwhelming. I guess that's why I like to be here is because it, it's a good feeling to help people. Yeah, it, A lot of people are feeling somewhat helpless and overwhelmed with the headlines today. Do you feel that way? Yes, I do. I think it's very sad that, you know, everybody's a human being, that everybody should be treated that way. And for other people to be treated, you know, maybe they don't believe in what I believe in, and they want to be mean or something to me. But I just turn the cheek and keep on going because, you know, when you do that, People respond to you in better ways, you know, because nobody wants to be um, mean people or ornery people, you know. It's, so, I don't know. I guess I just got too much love in my heart. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you sharing. Joyce, thank you so much for talking. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I'll let you get back to work. Yes, thank you. Oh, you're good. How are you? Wow. This is exciting. This is. It's, um, it's incredible to see. So I see about... 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 volunteers. Are you yeah. with the I'm, No, store? I'm donating. I actually, um, I'm a local resident. Um, I have a local bakery. Is this the Artisan Greek Bakery? Yeah, it is. And are you hoping that families who are coming here with nothing will have find something of use and value? Yeah, definitely. I have a little one at home, and, you know, we just, uh, we had an abundance of school supplies, so I was really hoping that we could respond to, especially families with children. Um, and we're hoping if they're accepting more donations down the road, you know, we'll be able to pull some additional items together. But um, definitely, I mean, mostly for, I feel for anyone with, with children. Have you been following the story unfolding with the evacuation in Afghanistan? I have a little bit. I try not to read too many headlines. <laughs> so um, I have been. Um, and, you know, it's exciting that we live in a metropolis that's accepting a lot of um you know, a lot of people and there's you're in a, such a diverse community that everybody's willing to help. And I th- just think it's, it's, you know, it's good to see. Did you grow up in this area? I did. Yeah. So you're, na- you're native of I'm the DC native. area. There's this perception yeah, that there are no natives here. I know. <laughs> yeah. And tell me your name. My name's Katerina George Alice. And Katerina, are you, is your family from Greece? Can I, can I make that assumption from your last name and from the fact that you're yeah. a Greek bakery? <laughs> Um, yes. Parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents on both sides. And is being an immigrant kind of part of your own family story, their own experience migrating and coming here? It definitely is, yeah. Yeah, depending on the different generations or, you know, when they, they came to America. So it's something I hold close to heart and something that I'm trying to preserve our own heritage uh, through our food. It's been what our whole mission since day one. So it's time for, you know, other families to start telling their stories, too. Is food something that you feel like is part of that story sharing? Absolutely. Yeah. Everything is centered around a table no matter where you live. That's beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much for talking yeah, with me. You. Great. Hi. Sorry. That's okay. You're totally fine. It's Sorry, crazy day. Sure. Sure. Go ahead. Because I was going to ask if my church can help out more. Are you going to continue next week? Or um, no? 
Yeah, we're, we're going to have to sort till we're done. I'll be here Thursday. I'll be here Friday. Okay. And Sunday, a little bit different attended to. Okay. I need a little bit of a break. Yeah, I know. It is hot, too. <laughs> because I've been doing this two weeks now. Okay. So I can share with my church, too, for yeah. instance. Try to come back when we can. You know, the, we got can more... I ask you a question oh. about your church? Is, are you bringing volunteers from your church community? I was going to post it at our church website, see if there's any volunteers who want to come along, too, as well. Which faith community do you belong to? Oh, the, the church name? Uh, the Well Community mm-hmm. Church. I yeah. am a reporter with um, a public radio show. We look at the way religion and faith influence and shape the way we do work. Does your faith community typically step up and offer volunteer services? Um, we try to, yeah, wherever we can help out. And Ken is doing a great job here and getting things organized. I think as we've been standing here, I've seen five cars roll up. Yes, definitely. So more hands to help. Um, anybody who can help, you know. How have you been responding to the headlines that you're seeing? It, it seems so hard to see all the people trying to get out of the country from Afghanistan, and we just want to do every little bit that we can help, even though we are far away. So hopefully people can be safe and come here if they can. So many people I've talked to today have shared how their own families have an immigrant story, which is partly why they feel motivated to come. Does that resonate for you? Uh, yes. My parents did come here as immigrants, too, as well, and with little, too, but not as... As, as horrendous as the people from Afghanistan are coming through. You know, every little bit helps. And if there's a community to surround um, these friends, then hopefully we can be a part of that. Hi, Ken. How are you? Tired. <laughs> Tired. I heard you telling Annie over here that you've been, uh, it's been like almost two weeks now of an overwhelming response from the community. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what the reaction's been and tell me what you see as the need. The reaction has been off the chart. I um, put it out in the, some of the local listservs here in the Tacoma Park Silver Spring area, and somebody went and put it on Instagram, and it went viral. I've had a lot of cash donations made on, on my website, you know, specifying for the resettlement. As you can see, there's a lot of goods here. Some of it, a lot of it is brand new. Some of it is slightly used. And my initial appeal was not only to help the Afghans, but we're seeing arrivals coming from Central America, from the southern border. They spent three days on a Greyhound bus show up here at Silver Spring Station, pretty worn out and also needing some help. So some of this will also go into that community. We have a food pantry here. We never lost a step through COVID. We are on average serving in a... in a week what we used to do in a whole month we have a closed closet i call it my free thrift shop so some of these donations are put out for those that come seeking food and then early in in covid we partnered with dc diaper bank and we distribute about fifty thousand diapers every month as well as everything else and then i add this big project on top (laughs) can help tell me a little bit about the center that you run okay This center was started by three Seventh-day Avenue churches here in the Tacoma Park Silver Spring area about 40 years ago. I get some support from them. The county really has supported the food pantries nicely over the pandemic. Some of the other local area churches provide some help. And the community has really rallied around the challenges that we have faced and have provided many of the cash resources that that have been essential. There's a couple employment organizations uh, that the Jewish Council on Aging runs for senior citizens. So we call them volunteers, but I have quite a few volunteers that faithfully come here every day 
in the heat of summer and the cool of winter, most of our operations have been moved outside because of COVID. Now, this project, I picked up on this just because, you know, there's always a need and the community wants to respond. Uh, Someone put out on one of the emails, how can I help? So I decided to put out a little notice. Well, this is one way to help and never expected what I got. I'm partnering with the organizations that actually outfit the apartments. Uh, Homes Not Borders is a principal partner of mine. There's, you know, Lutheran Social Services, IRC, Kind Works is another one that helps set up apartments. So I'm just making these things available to them. A lot of the organizations that, in fact, seven of the nine refugee resettlement organizations that are recognized by the United States government are faith-based organizations. They don't discriminate in who they help, but they are run from organizations that have a faith-based mission. Do you see the faith-based communities responding to this particular acute emergency coming from Afghanistan? Oh, yes. Yeah, without a question. As a Christian, there's a lot of uh, direction to help the stranger, even the stranger within your gate, which to me is is the immigrant that's coming. He, he's a stranger. I've lived overseas different times, and it's not easy to make that transition to another culture. You need a network to help you navigate um, how things work, and without it, life is really, really tough. So I, I see the community saying, okay, we don't know everything we can do, but let's at least have a nice furnished apartment for you to walk into and not just four empty walls. What drew you to this work? I guess I've often wondered that myself. Um, I spent 30 years doing international relief and development. You build this deep empathy and having lived overseas, you understand some of the challenge that goes into assimilating and figuring out how the systems work. Our American bureaucracy can be very intimidating. And English is maybe your third language, and you're supposed to fill in these forms that are complicated and produce all these documents. And when you're in not a very stable situation, those documents can get lost, which then kind of puts you out to the side, and you have a hard time qualifying for SNAP and and some of these kinds of things. You know, there's a, a... huge learning curve there for this new group of citizens or a new group of, of neighbors. You spent three decades working in international development, and that's, that tends to be a more technical engagement in, develop, in the development world. And now you are doing work, in some ways, at the most community-based level. Yeah. Why did you make that transition? I had built all these networks to work at the international level. I could tell you about poverty in Bangladesh, but I knew nothing about this community. And when I started to build these new networks, these little local networks, and the food insecurity and the the housing insecurity is shocking, absolutely shocking. Why do you think people don't see it? We don't want to see it. In many developing countries, there's the slums. We don't have slums here. We've worked against that. So we tend to want to mix it in and hide it. We don't want to be challenged by that. And when you're challenged and struggling, um, you know, sometimes there's this, you'll hear people say, you know, poor people make such bad decisions. When you are so totally stressed out and you can't figure out how you're going to pay the rent come the end of the month, you're going to make some less than stellar decisions. A tired mind isn't as sharp. 
we know it when we're driving. When you know, they say that when you're overtired and driving, it's like you've been drinking. What is one thing that if a listener's listening and says, "Oh gosh, I really what he just said struck me. I want to do something." What would you recommend to our listeners in Bloomfield, Michigan? There's got to be some groups that's working to help new arrivals. Uh, you just need to start calling around, call the county social services. They often will know who's doing what. Um, you get in contact with one nonprofit or one food pantry, they'll refer you. There's a network out there that I'm sure that if you knock on a few doors and send a few emails, you will get pointed to somebody that's doing the kind of work that you'd like to get involved in. That's great advice. We had a number of as young as 11 this summer um, helping, and we were duly impressed with the enthusiasm of youth to help someone to do good. It was very encouraging. As someone told me earlier, it's contagious. It is contagious. It is contagious. I'm working myself to the bone here. But the feeling that you leave in people, that they walk away with, I helped. Um, And for the most part, it's useful help. It's not junk. You know, nice piece of art here that just was was dropped off. Um, It was somebody's prize at one point, and it'll be somebody's prize again here in a few days. Ken, thank you so much for talking with me and for sharing. Thank you so much for your time. Sure. Thanks so much. I'm Ken Flimmer, the Executive Director of Avenus Community Services of Greater Washington. You're listening to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. We'll be back after this short break. Stay with us.